Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Want to know why Tony Walker Financial is more than just annuities? Well, stay tuned as I not only share with you my timeline in both the world of annuities and the investment world, but also interview two special guests regarding their work on how we merge annuities, investments, and planning into a process that's second to none. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, nationally recognized retirement specialist and six-time author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. Just the other day while trying to get in a game of golf, a slight drizzle came upon me and a buddy just as we were teeing off. My good friend and my golfing buddy, who obviously is much more nervous about playing in the rain than yours truly, suggested we halt play and take shelter. After a few minutes of boring chit-chat, waiting for the rain to stop, he began asking me about my business and how things were going, to which I responded, great. In fact, I continued, I am so proud of our firm and the hard work of our staff as we have recently crossed the line of managing more than $200 million of investments through our Charles Schwab platform. Stunned by my admission of all these investments with Charles Schwab, he said, what do you mean Charles Schwab? Is not Charles Schwab where people get stocks, bonds, and mutual funds? To which I said, correct. He then asked, what others who know very little about Tony Walker Financial do ask from time to time. But Tony, I thought all you guys did over there was annuities. No, really. Knowing standing under a shelter in the middle of a rainstorm was not the place to tell him more about our firm, my only regret was not having at my disposal the next 20 minutes or so that I've got today, along with this handy-dandy whiteboard, to share with you and I wished my friend what I'm about to share today, and that is this, how we at Tony Walker Financial have for years taken our vast experience and expertise in both the world of annuities and investments, and now through our unique income planning software, able to merge the two together to help more and more savers worry less about money. So let's begin by starting off with my background in the world of annuities and investments. And I'm going to kind of go to the whiteboard here. And then I'm going to go back and cover when I first started in this business. I'm going to write these dates up here for you. And again, just kind of walk you through what I've been through since starting in the business in 1984. And let's just put entered uh, the business. So this was at a time I was... Uh, one year out of college, I had a major from Western Kentucky University in broadcasting and psychology. Wasn't sure what I was going to do. And fortunately for me, my late great father-in-law, Mr. Bill Moore, offered me a job in his uh, independent insurance firm in 1984. Now, I'm going to go through some timelines here. So again, I was very new to the business. I didn't know anything about the financial world. So here I go. You know, at the age of 24, let's find out what this world's all about. Now, as we move forward, I'm going to share a couple of important dates. This became an important date here, 1986, because I was licensed at this time to sell securities. You see, at that time, variable annuities were very popular, and I wanted to sell variable annuities because they had a tax advantage 
and component to them in terms of how those mutual funds within those variable annuities could defer on taxes. So in order to sell variable annuities and other mutual funds that I wanted to sell, you had to be licensed in securities. So mark that point. So I've been working in the securities world, that's your stocks and bonds and mutual funds, all the way back to 1986. So that ought to tell you something right there. People say, well, I think a guy just does annuities. Folks, I've been in the securities world a long, long time. Let's keep moving forward. But there was a problem. While I was okay with annuities, and uh, that, was, that would be the initial business I got into, selling some annuities from here to there. Then I got into the variable annuities, then learning about securities. I really thought there was more to it than just selling products. In fact, we'll talk about this later. I call this the commodity casualty trap, where everybody thinks a one magical bullet product out there exists that'll solve all your problems. And believe me, in nearly 40 years in this world, there is no magic bullet, believe me. Now remember, when you roll over your money to us from your 401k, you get a free 15% bonus. How's that sound? So in 1988, I was one of the youngest in the country to complete what's called the Chartered Life Underwriter designation and matriculated through that, which really exposed me to the planning process. And I really got into this. And the idea of trying to help back then business owners, large estate holders on how to save taxes and how to pass on more wealth to the next generation. I got very good at this. In fact, I got a pretty good reputation at that time while I was working in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Back then it was called the Estate Planning Council. And this consisted, the only people who were allowed to join this council were CPAs, uh, attorneys, and those who had the CLU designation. So I was the president of that organization in 1989, really enjoyed it, had a great reputation in the estate planning world. All right, let's keep moving forward. Then in 1993, I got registered with the SEC. See, I learned through doing some research that I actually could offer a much wider range of services and could actually do what's called money management and charge fees to select a lot of these stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. So in 1993, before most people knew you could do this, I became registered with the SEC as an investment advisor. So that was my first leap into what we call the money management business way back in 1993. Let's keep moving forward. As you can see, let's put this up full screen, Aaron. Here's just a copy of it. Um, I became affiliated, this is in a run now room, Aaron, 1996 with Charles Schwab, who at that time worked with independent money managers. So 1996, got with Charles Schwab, hired a staff member, and we did something back then called asset allocation. You can kind of see this is a list of a lot of the funds we had. We would rebalance them quarterly. Actually, we had some very sophisticated software, and we could do this for a nominal fee, and that's all we did. We didn't charge commissions. We charged fees on these. But then something happened. Between 2000 and 2002, as I watched the market plummet and tumble down, I thought, now this is crazy. Surely there's got to be a product out there for people not to worry so much about the stock market. Well, I decided to get away from the stock market. And in 2002, actually, I began solely working in fixed annuities. I didn't do variable anymore because of the risk. I did fixed annuities. Back then, a product called a fixed indexed annuity had come out. I was very intrigued with this product and became one of the largest producers in the country pretty quickly until some of my clients still wanted to be, have some money liquid and in the stock market. So then for no charge, what we would do, we would place people's money with Vanguard just so we could have some liquidity. And if they wanted some uh, equity exposure, we could do that. 
And then now we fast forward to 2017. We're back to Charles Schwab. I said, you know what? We can't keep taking all these accounts and doing this for free. I've got to get back into the money management business like we did in the 90s. So I went back to Charles Schwab. They're the largest provider of independent services and custodial services for independent fiduciaries in the country. So I love Schwab's platform. So in 2017, we went back into Schwab. Now, I've got one more date here, Aaron. Hang with me. uh, America's favorite financial sidekicks helping here today. Uh, But in 2023, as we record this show in August of 2023, I'm proud to announce that since that time, since introducing the Schwab platform in 2017, just to prove that we're we're more than just annuities, we have over 2,000 accounts with Schwab totaling, as of the date of the program, over $220 million of assets under management. So what does all this mean? Well, it means that Tony Walker Financial, we're more than just annuities. In fact, when we come back, I'm going to have in the studio two special guests here at Tony Walker Financial to prove to you how diversified we are in the offerings that we provide our clients. I'm Tony Walker. You're watching The Worry-Free Retirement. Stay tuned with our special guests. I'll be right back. Tired of the roller coaster ride of the stock market? Let Tony Walker show you how to smooth out the ride with your money. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. With the uncertainty of the stock market, our nation's debt spiraling out of control, and inflation running rampant, now may be the best time to consider moving your 401k to safer territory. My name is Tony Walker, and for over 38 years, I've made it my life's mission to help savers worry less about money, and I want to help you too. To speak with me at no cost or obligation, why don't you log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com or simply call the toll-free number on your screen. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement, and we're glad you've joined us. And uh, as promised, in the studio with us here in Louisville, Kentucky, on this August 22nd, 2023, is my favorite son-in-law, fellow fiduciary Trey Jurgens, along with my favorite nephew, Mr. Wes Walker. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Wes? Doing great, Tony. Thanks for having us up here. Well, you know, we, you know how much we all love golf. Did you catch the last segment I did with that kind of timeline and I kind of inserted in that little golf skit that I liked? Yeah. I loved it. So I'm going to challenge you all before we get into the meat of today's show, because this is going to be a really good show, folks. We're going to be talking about what we do at Tony Walker Financial. Again, if you're just now joining us, the concern is a lot of people think all we do is annuities, which is not accurate. You're going to find that out. But that's why I've brought in Trey and Wes to help us. But before we get into the subject matter, I've challenged you. I want each of you to try to come up with a good analogy about golf. You know how my late, great Clyde Buddy Dimling always talks about golf, money, and all that how similar it was and how, yeah. how right he was. Your analogy of golf and money, uh, Trey, take it away. <laughs> well, one of my favorite Buddy Demlingisms forever was, this game's pretty easy if you keep it in the fairway. Unfortunately, even if I hit the middle of the fairway, I'm still known to miss a green here or there. So um, what I see mostly in the planning and helping clients that have been uh, clients for five, six, even 10 years, changes come up. And that's not necessarily when you have to scramble, but you have to come up with something. Uh, so my analogy was, you're not always going to hit the green in regulation. So as things come up, 
it's the beauty of having a game plan that we can refer back to. They come to us looking for options. We may make a slight adjustment that for us we've seen so many times, but for them, it gets them back on track and it just really builds trust in us. Yeah, Buddy Dimling used to talk about that, the experience of even knowing the course. You know, you talk about trying to make it to the green as I play golf longer and I don't hit it as far. You know, he used to say, like I said, keep it in the fairway. Well, sometimes if you hit a good second shot and you're not on the green, but you're still in the fairway, you still got a chance at par. Mm -hmm. So like you said, I think it bodes well that our experience, we've helped so many people, they think they're in the rough or they don't have a chance, but a lot of cases we can still help them you know, get that par, so to speak. Exactly. Great, great example. All right, Wes, take a stab at this. I know you, uh, you're a long knocker now. I know when I try to play golf with you, sometimes you want to get back on those tips. Uh, let, let's try to, you give me an analogy to, between golf and money. Well, what I usually do, I try to find your ball. So we'll go look for it. And then if I move maybe 80 to a hundred yards down the way, I can usually find mine. So that's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> very humbling comment there. Yeah. And it's very humbling watching you just Go off into the distance as you search for your balls. I'm getting ready to hit the second time. Uh, make no mention of good scoring, but my distance is pretty good. <laughs> All right, your analogy, golf, money. Well, really, I think it just comes down to playing from the right tee boxes. So both with golf and investing or money, there's something to be said for knowing your limitations and playing to those. You know, in golf, you can only hit your driver, let's say you can hit it 175 to 180 yards you probably shouldn't be playing from the furthest back tee boxes on the course. It might make sense to move up tee boxes to give yourself a better chance to score, you know, if you're playing golf. And same goes with investing. If you know your risk tolerance is pretty low, or you know that you have a short time horizon before you'll need the money, you probably shouldn't be taking a lot of risk with the funds. And that's kind of the analogy I would bring, is just to make sure you're playing from the right tee boxes with your money, knowing that, if you're going to mess up or there's any mistakes that come in around the way, you have some wiggle room, you have some margin of safety to know that you're going to be okay. Are you retired or retiring soon? Do you have a 401k, IRA, 403b, thrift savings account, or lump sum pension that you'd like to move to safer territory? Did you know that all the money you see on your 401k statement isn't really yours? Depending on your overall taxable income, the government has essentially a lien on your 401k that can tax as much as 40% of your money when you go to take it out. Tony Walker calls this the 401k tax tumor. For almost 40 years, retirement specialist Tony Walker has helped thousands of savers worry less about money by creating game plans to deal with your tax tumor. Get control of your retirement by controlling the taxes owed on it. Schedule a free meeting to see if you can reduce your tax tumor and provide a guaranteed income you can never outlive. To get started, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Did you know that you can watch the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money anytime you want? The show's called The Worry-Free Retirement. It's hosted by Tony Walker, and it's available on YouTube. All you got to do is go to YouTube.com, and right there in the search bar, type in Tony Walker Financial, and you'll see Tony's smiling face. Click on that, and you're going to find all types of video content. Again, that's YouTube.com, Tony Walker Financial. Explain to me the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA. I hear both terms 
interchangeably, and I have no idea what it means. And uh, how, how is the difference important to savers? That is probably the most confusing thing to people when say, people say, well, I want a Roth, or I want an IRA or Roth conversion. Uh, what I've found over the years, sometimes if you can use pictures to describe these complicated words the government's created, and I use the analogy of driving into a large city for the first time, and you see a parking garage. And let's say you don't know anything about parking garages, but you've got to park your car, so you pull into a garage, and it happens to be called the pre-tax parking garage, okay? So you pull up, and there's a little man standing there, and you grab your ticket, and you park in the garage for a couple days, and as you're leaving, as you go out, there's that little man again, and he wants to see the ticket. And you say, well, what's that for? Well, the longer you stay in this garage, the more it's going to cost you. So the pre-tax or IRA, that's the money that you're going to owe the IRS one day when you go to take it out, and it can be very expensive. So you go back the next day and you say, well, I don't want to park in the pre-tax garage. So you see another garage that says the Roth garage. You pull in there, the little man's there, and he says it'll be $20. And you say, $20 for what? And he says, well, in this garage, you can park here as long as you want. And when you leave the garage, you pay nothing. So a Roth IRA, the power of a Roth IRA is it allows you to enjoy that money, to allow it to accumulate as long as you want it to stay in there. It can grow to any amount imaginable, and there will never be another tax paid. So the idea is you pay the tax now rather than later. Now, the problem with all this, Diane, most people don't know how to analyze that. This is why I have a full-time staff that analyzes the tax situation, the investments, and all that goes into determining whether a Roth or an IRA is best for you. That makes sense because taxes are always a moving target. Absolutely. To learn more about Tony Walker Financial, be sure to tune in to The Worry-Free Retirement on a station near you. Looking to roll over your 401k? Then log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and learn just how easy it is to roll over and safeguard your 401k. Do it today. Well, welcome again back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Just in case you're joining us, we've got my favorite son-in-law, Trey Jurgens, in the studio, along with my favorite nephew, Wes Walker. Trey is kind of in charge of the planning aspects at Tony Walker Financial, Wes more on the investments. So first of all, gentlemen, thank you for joining us again. And uh, Trey, very briefly, just describe your role at Tony Walker Financial. Sure. So uh, well into my sixth year here, uh, a lot of what I do is kind of help a lot of the different departments, whether it's new business, whether it's obviously being full-time advisor here, uh, helping with some of the planning aspects, as well as servicing the game plans we've uh, put in place years ago. Um, but a lot of what I do, especially here in Louisville, is helping onboard new clients. So what that means is, as they're meeting with you in our process, or meeting with me or Wes in the process, very often they come through my office to get accounts set up, uh, help them with uh, all the suitability paperwork, the ADV forms, everything on the compliance side, and then kind of get the plan in place. And then Wes, your role briefly at Tony Walker Financial. My main role and focus is in the investment department. So making sure that people are correctly invested based on their risk tolerance. Also, a lot of what we do is, in me particular, is on the rebalancing side. So raising cash for distributions, that sort of thing. And then if somebody has a taxable account, making sure that they, you know, maybe sell from the right holding, buy the right holdings, don't cause too much of a tax nightmare when they bring over something that has some built up gains. And I've been looking forward to these, this segment with you guys. We're going to kind of play loosey-goosey. I know Derek over there, good job, Derek's got some graphics to show. I don't know if you've checked out this graphic he worked at, but I call this the commodity casualty trap. 
And the theme of our show is, again, Tony Walker Financial is more than just annuities, but kind of speak to the fact of how we've merged these two worlds together, the investment world. And uh, in the earlier segment, I talked about how long I've been doing investments and the annuity world. So, uh, Trey, we've created something called the split IRA. Do we have that graphic? That's what I'm looking for. So, Trey, speak briefly to this split IRA and this merger of our expertise with the Schwab bucket and the annuity bucket, and from a planning uh, perspective, how this benefits our clients. This graphic alone has really helped our clients understand how divided the world of investments has been for decades. And what I've noticed, especially in the last three years being more on the front end with onboarding is all these folks come in, they're either in one world or the other. They have annuities with no plan or investments with no plan. And if you can put the two together and provide them expertise in how to use them with a game plan, it, it's a game changer. And, and Wes, I know you've got some statistics I'm going to ask you to read. That Schwab bucket is imperative. Uh, what are you seeing out there as you're getting more used to how we use our investments in terms of planning versus, let's say, a money manager that's just trying to grow their money and how much money we distribute to our clients to help them use and enjoy this money? So in your mind, what is the purpose of that Schwab bucket over there? As a traditional money manager would be primarily concerned with growing your assets, they'd have a longer time horizon, the ability to take a little more risk. We're taking that money that's been grown over a period of time and we're distributing it back to clients because most of our folks are nearing retirement, they're at retirement, and they now have a reason to actually pull this money out of the accounts. So it's really just a different frame of reference. Just to kind of speak to that, you know, we have currently about $221 million of assets under management with Charles Schwab. And last year, so all of 2022, we sent out about 23 million of distributions. That's not annuity purchases. That's money that's gone directly to clients to use an enjoyment. From the Schwab bucket, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So just those initial distributions that have gone from Schwab to the client, roughly 23 million last year went to them. Uh, up to June 30th of this year, we're at about 12 and a half million. So this is something that we consistently monitor, and we do make sure that these clients can use, enjoy, and spend this money from Schwab. And Trey, again, you're meeting a lot of people on the front line, especially when they're onboarding. I think it kind of surprises them. I guess it's the live well, die broke philosophy we have, but that we are so encouraging of them to take this money out. (laughs) Yeah, it is interesting. A lot of people have a lot of trouble going from saving to spending. But when you reach retirement age, you need to supplement the income. That's why you save the money, right? (laughs) That's what it's there for. Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) Uh, We got another. Let's go to this next graphic. This is pretty cool here. Uh, And I'm going to let you tackle this one, Trey. We call this kind of the four needs of money. But I think, again, speaking to Wes's point, the difference between a retirement planning specialist like us is not only getting the money back to them, but what's the most efficient way to get it? And from which file drawers do we get it? You talked earlier about some unexpected things that come up. This really tackles this. So describe this four needs of money. Yeah, so basically as we uh, plan for these clients, they're coming in with different goals and objectives. Uh, We really kind of boiled it down to four different types of assets, whether they have cash in the bank, uh, the Charles Schwab accounts, fixed uh, annuities or indexed annuities for accumulation, as well as that mailbox money on the back end. It really kind of boils down to why we have a game plan in our income software. In fact, let's put this up there. I mean, this has been a game changer for us. And I think for clients, too, if you can put up the income software, Derek, I mean, this allows us to see things. We've had more people come in lately. I don't know if it's just a rush on. And they're very dismayed. They've got advisors they've been with for years, but they can't figure out why they're worried. And every time I say, can I see your game plan? And they don't provide one. I say, well, I'd be worried, too. How are you going to know how to spend this money? 
So speak to the fact, especially when you all are delivering these binders, people are now clients and you get to reference these from a planning standpoint. Yeah, we can very quickly go to a specific tax year or age and explain how we're supplementing pensions, social security, whether it be with cash or Schwab distributions, even penalty-free withdrawals from annuities. We can have the foresight to pull this up, look at any given year, and then work back on an annual review and say, well, we're ahead of schedule. This is what we're looking like. Yeah, we talked about the fifth step of our process, monitor your progress. I mean, Wes, as you're getting more and more into this, especially with investments, I mean, where would you start or where would you tell people to start without a game plan? I I really don't know. I mean, I think the typical Wall Street or financial world answer is the 4% rule, not getting too deep into it, but you take a lump sum and you withdraw 4% per year. There is no written plan. I mean, if the market falls 20, 30% and they're in some pretty equity or stock-weighted portfolios, they could do that. If you fall 20 or 30% a year and then withdraw 8%, how to project out what you're going to withdraw in 10 years is nearly impossible. That's That's a good point. So as we put up our graphic on how we marry these together... I want to turn back to you, uh, Wes, and again, you're just doing a wonderful job kind of overseeing investments. Now, we've got to give kudos to Shannon Ross and Juanita Jackson, and now Keith Fuqua's coming back. Just that whole team of folks, uh, Heather Hughes, I mean, y'all are doing a wonderful job in that department, but let's focus on how we kind of look at the money differently. Let's explain the three strategies we use. So, Derek, if you can go ahead and find these three strategies. Right. So we have three strategies that we manage in-house. Now, there might be things that are different than these three strategies, depending on someone's situation. But for the majority of our clients, we have three strategies that we manage, conservative, moderate, and growth. A lot of it depends on their risk tolerance as well as their timeline for when they're going to need the money. Starting off with the first one, conservative, it's really not going to be very volatile at all, at least we hope. Uh, You know, it's mostly going to be fixed income instruments, shorter duration bonds, things that can pay an income but don't move around too much. If someone from the Wall Street world really looked at our portfolios or our strategies and commented on them, they'd say these things are so, you know, all breaks, no gas. They don't go anywhere. (laughs) But with with our, the mentality of our clients, that's what we have to have. You know, well, we're I think working with savers. We right? are, yeah. yeah. And they don't typically work with those kind of people. I think the worst thing that can happen is you get put into something you're not comfortable with, mm-hmm. the market falls, and then you sell at the bottom. That really is a recipe for disaster. So moving back to the strategies, you know, conservative, maybe 20% up to that in Maybe put, put the moderate up there. So you know, we're getting a little more in equity here. So if somebody wants a little more risk, a little sure. more growth. And they might be on the younger side, too. They might have more time until they need the funds. So 45% can be in moderate in equities or stocks, and then moving along to growth we can have up to 70% so in the, the market. Growth, share that, Derek. And again, folks, these will change. That's what we do is pick different investments. But you can kind of see. By, by the way, what's that risk score of 54 equate to if somebody says, well, how does that compare with the S&P 500 yeah. if you were to run that through the same scoring system? It's an educated guess from a software uh, that we use to gauge risk tolerance in different strategies. But the S&P 500 would be considered a 72 mm. uh, risk on our most aggressive. So that's our most aggressive. is still <laughs> below the S&P. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's really an educated guess. It's not a perfect amalgamation of how much risk is in a portfolio. They're using back testing, but you know, because we're not going to be taking inordinate amount of risk with our clients' money, we're going to fall below what even the market would be. And this is going to come back to you a little bit, Trey. Uh, Derek, if you could find the uh, recent article on Social Security, actually find the Tony in the Trenches on Social Security. This is pretty good here. Take a look at this. Now, this was an actual client. I think, uh, Wes, I brought you in on this, too, when this first came up. I'm going to read this to you. It says, I know you guys are sending me a monthly distribution from my Charles Schwab account. I'm 62. But given the uncertainty of Social Security, I'm wondering, basically, he's saying, should I draw Social Security now because you guys got me waiting 
and not take so much out of Schwab, first of all, speak to the flexibility of what you can do, Wes. If somebody does call out of the blue and say, hey, can you all cut back on those payments? How quickly could we cut back on those distributions if we needed to? Immediately. Yeah, so if they're taking a monthly distribution and want to lower the and amount. there's no charge to do that. Yeah, or never no. any fees or trailing commissions or brokerage costs, no. So let's do this. Let's go to this article and why this gentleman's concerned. Look at this article here. Social Security's crucial role shadowed by new doubts. Derek, next one. As people, you know, bounces back and forth between 2033 and 2034 that may not even be Social Security, we're starting to hear more and more of these kind of questions, Trey. So how would you respond to somebody that calls in and says, man, I'm nervous about Social Security being there. Should I take it now? Yeah, what's well, great. Again, we can refer back to that income plan show them when we planned on taking it, maybe adjust the figures to show, okay, what if we started it now? We could either back off or start a little bit more distribution from Schwab. We can then look at that mailbox money on the back end, which is, of course, that last bucket we didn't get to. But if we have guaranteed lifetime income from an annuity product that has an income rider, we can always work backwards to kind of see where we are. So if you decide to take Social Security a little bit earlier, we can move the numbers around a little bit and always show you where you are. Yeah, and you know, our mantra around here is use, flexibility, and control. So I think you all would both agree now that you're getting more and more, just providing so much more guidance to our clients. Isn't it nice to have the game plan, to have the different buckets, to not have a one-size-fits-all approach, but we really can meet that objective of trying to give our clients more use, more flexibility, and control. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, enjoyed having you with us today. You've done a great job. Appreciate all that you do for our clients. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. But you remember, between now and next week, if all else fails, you be worry-free and make it a good one.